It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Game 7, the first ever Game 7 in Las Vegas T-Mobile Arena history. And the Vegas Golden Knights explode for six goals, beat the Minnesota Wild 6-2, to two, and advance to the second round of the playoffs to take on the Colorado Avalanche. And to help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, this was not an easy series for the Golden Knights, but push comes to shove, Game 7, they find a way, and they do it convincingly. They did, and it frankly wasn't easy for a while. They did score first, but we know that when they last scored first, Minnesota responded and put up three and won the game. Today, Vegas took a one nothing lead, and they had a 2-1 to one lead, and Minnesota tied it up 2-2, two to two, and eventually they pulled away. You can't help but wonder what the absence of Jonas Brodeen did to the Wild today. He got hit by Nick Watt in the first period and did not return. That was just about five minutes into the game. And the rest of the way, not only does Minnesota have five defensemen instead of six, one of them is Kalen Addison, who is only a handful of games into his NHL career. So that's not a lot for Dean Evison to work with. Uh, understandable that it would be a challenge for, for any team on the road in Game 7, as difficult as this series has been, to try to come from behind. Uh, but I, I think of that as... Um, you know, one of the, the setbacks for Minnesota, but the Knights just kept on coming. Jonathan Marcheseau told me earlier today that we've got to play fast, and if we if we play fast, um, we're going to be just fine. And they did. Uh, that line produced one goal. Carlson won a draw, and Haig shot the puck in from the draw for a goal. You know, they might not have produced a ton. Uh, you know, it's not like Carlson had the hat trick or the other guys, but I thought they played really, really well, and they played with speed. And when you play with speed, you really make it difficult for the other team. You know, Dan, when you, you look at this game, you look at the score sheet, you've got White Cloud on the board with his first of the series, Haig with his first of the series, Pacioretty obviously playing in his first game, his first of the series, same with Yanmark. It's guys that you were, you know, in, in this moment, Game 7, getting to play the hero and you've got a lot of guys to choose from uh, just in terms of their impact in this game with their first goals in this series every little bit of confidence right this is you know a couple of guys who have fit right in you know last year they basically split the regular season hey got the first half white cloud got the second half didn't relinquish that spot and played most of the games in the playoffs and this year, of course, a little bit of a different look. No Derek Anglin, no Nate Schmidt. They bring in Petrangelo. Holden has now played several games here, five of them in the playoffs. But when Hagen and Whitecloud are together, uh, they just seem to click. They've got that Calder Cup playoff experience. They've played so much together. And then when they contribute in a way that, that sort of gives them a little jolt, right? To, cert- to a certain degree, as a young defenseman, you don't want to screw up, right? I don't want to say you're going through the motions. That's not quite right. But you get the idea. They're, they're, they're trying to do their job and not be problematic. But then when something goes right, when you do make a big play, it gives you that shot in the arm that you really can step up. And then you see their play benefits as a result. I mean, Gary has talked about that fight that Haig had a few games back against Foligno. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, White Cloud has had some similar defensive moments. I just thought that uh, each of them, their, their overall game is buoyed 
by the offensive production in those moments and <laughs> obviously the goals themselves instrumental in, in helping win today. So now we look ahead to Colorado. Game one will be on Sunday. I think it's the series that everybody was, uh, you know, low-key, maybe not low-key. Everyone wanted to see this. Everyone yeah. <laughs> wants to see Vegas and Colorado in the second round, the two best teams in this division all year long, two best teams in hockey, really. Uh, what do you make of Vegas and Colorado? You know, the, the goaltending is, is fun to watch because – you might have some really talented offensive teams. You're looking at the number one and number three offense in the league, but these teams were fantastic. Uh, Grubauer and Fleury were two of the top few goalies in hockey. Are these going to be games where the goaltenders take center stage? There were three shutouts in this seven-game series, one for Fleury and two for Talbot. In the second round, will it be the Pacioretty-Stevenson-Stone line? You know, like, will that top line uh, put up more points? Will it be a, a depth hat trick like Matthias Janmark, or will it be the Landeskog, McKinnon, and Ranton in line that is perhaps the best line in hockey? Like, who knows, right? You're also looking at two blue lines that generate a lot offensively. So, like, there's their offense comes from a lot of places. The, the shutdown, goaltending, and defense, these teams are really, really good. So, will, will it be a different story night tonight, or will one aspect of, uh, of hockey take over and be the, the thread throughout the series? That's what I'm eager to see. The beautiful thing is we get to be here for it. Front row seat, Vegas, Colorado. It's going to be a blast. Dan, get some rest, and we will talk to you on Sunday. Thanks, Ryan. Enjoy the postgame show. This will be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 6-2 to two in Game 7, win the series four games to three, and move on to play the Colorado Avalanche in the second round of the NHL playoffs. We are back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, 6-2. to two, The final, the Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild, take game seven, and win a playoff series for the first time on home ice. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Braden McNabb still unavailable on COVID protocol. Um, Max Pacioretty gets back into the lineup today for the Golden Knights. That's obviously a big, big key in tonight's game. Let's take a look at the highlights here. As we go all the way back to the first period, it's game seven. You know the Golden Knights are trying to play a more urgent style in tonight's game, and Matthias Janmark would make a great play to put the Golden Knights up one to nothing. Clogged up in the neutral zone, tipped ahead into the zone. Janmark gets to the loose puck. He scores! Matthias Janmark, 1-0 Golden Knights, five minutes into the first. That's Matthias Janmark unassisted at 5.09 in the first period to make it 1-0 Vegas. The Wild would find their footing, though, and push back later on in the period as Zach Parisi would get his second goal of the series. Knocked loose. Suter reels it in. Suter, left point wrist shot, tipped toward the goal. They score! Parise, backhander, through his own legs. He ties it 1-1. That's Zach Parise from Joel Eriksson-Eck and Ryan Suter at 16.49 of the first period to make it 1-1. We would head to the second period, and the Golden Knights would look to continue their strong play 
and Nick Haig would rip his first goal of the series. Carlson wins it for Haig, a wrist shot, score! Vegas takes the lead here in game seven. Nick Haig put a wrist shot from the left point toward the goal. There was traffic in front, but Haig's wrister got through his first playoff point of the season. Nick Haig from William Carlson, 2.05 of the second period to make it 2-1 to one Vegas. Once again, however, the Wild would answer right back as Kirill Kaprizov would net a power play goal. They score again. It's Kaprizov from the right circle. The play was from behind the net, and the feed was from the right corner to Kaprizov through the right circle. The lefty rips it inside the right post. Power play goal, Minnesota. 2-2 tie in the opening five minutes of the second period. Kaprizov from Matt Zuccarello and Jared Spurgeon, 435 of the second period to make it 2-2. Two to two. Back in the lineup for the first time in this series, Max Pacioretty would once again put the Golden Knights ahead. Around the rim, Stevenson centers, Pacioretty scores! Here comes Max! Back in the lineup for the first time since May 1st. Pacioretty's 11th postseason goal with Vegas, and the Knights have a 3-2 lead. That's Max Pacioretty, his first of the series from Chandler Stevenson and Shea Theodore at 7.44 the second period to make it 3-2 Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury would then make our AAA insurance save of the game on Kevin Fiala. Out of the box, defenseman Ian Cole, Minnesota into the zone, a shot, save Fleury. Stops Kevin Fiala, cruising in toward the left circle, and the lefty couldn't get it by Mark Andre. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. As the period would continue to wear on, Zach Whitecloud would get a puck in the high slot and beat Cam Talbot far side. Puck out high feed or makes the drive, goes right, White Cloud scores! Zach White Cloud, top left corner, 4-2 Golden Knights! That's White Cloud from Shea Theodore and Chandler Stevenson at 13.38 of the second period to make it 4-2 Vegas. We would head to the third period, the score 4-2, and the Golden Knights would continue to press, and a strong forecheck from Nick Waugh would lead to another Matthias Janmark goal. There's Ryan Suter deep in his own zone. Challenged by Watt. Stole it. Centering. Score! Matthias Janmark, his second goal of the game. 5-2 Golden Knights. That's Matthias Janmark, his second of the game from Nick Watt at 12.36 of the third period to make it 5-2 Vegas. With Cam Talbot pulled, Matthias Janmark would score the first hat trick of his NHL career. Vegas wins the D-zone draw. Tuck taps it to center. Yanmark trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores! Hat-trick! Game 7! Yanmark! Who is worthy? Matthias Yanmark makes it 6-2. Three minutes to go in Game 7. That is Matthias Yanmark, the hat-trick from Alex Tuck and Alex Petrangelo. 16-53, third period, 6-2 Vegas, empty net goal. And all that's left in this one is the final call. Five seconds to go. Puck behind the Minnesota net. The clock trickles down. It's all over at the Fortress. Vegas wins game seven. A Yanmark hat trick. The Knights advance. Six to two. They oust the Wild and move on to take on Colorado. 
And there you have it, 6-2, to two, the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild in Game 7, advance to the second round of the playoffs to take on the Colorado Avalanche. Let's sneak downstairs and listen in as Zach Whitecloud and Nick Haig address the media after tonight's win. Say anything on that, I think everyone watching, you know, at home in the building. Uh, and then for anyone who knows who uh, Max Pacioretty is and, and what he does for our team, uh, you know what kind of boost he is and, uh, you know, especially for an older guy in the room, a leader, uh, a guy that plays with passion, plays with fire, and, and plays, uh, you know, he wants to score every game and score as much as he can. And uh, when you have that guy in your room and on the ice, uh, it makes a world of difference. Um, you know, obviously, you saw what he did tonight and uh, came out and, and uh, you, know, you obviously saw what he did. So, Next question tonight comes from Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Hey Nick, Zach talked about uh, kind of the learning experience of this game seven. Um, what do you think you learned about this team in this series overall that you can use moving forward in the playoffs? Oh, it's just, we we never give up. I think you know as a group where we've been so good all year, at, uh, you know, trying to keep it even keel and, and just keep pushing forward. And um, you know, we're we're never out of the fight. I think um, you know, it's testament to that. You know. Would you have two chances to close it out once at home, once on the road, and and not being able to do that? But coming back here, we you know we felt good about our game. We knew we were in a good spot, and uh, you know we had another chance to win a hockey game and move on. And uh, I think we all eat that up, and uh, you know it was, it was a great night, uh, a lot of fun, and uh, and we're on to the next one. Next, we'll go to Willie Ramirez from the Associated Press. Zach, you talk about learning and experiences, but last year was somewhat of a coming out party for you. I mean, you proved a lot of people that you belonged in the lineup and your performance in the bubble. How comfortable were you in this postseason in, in being able to lean on last season and sort of bring those experiences into this? Because you skated pretty comfortably. You looked, you know, like a savvy veteran and then to get a goal in this game. Uh, you know, learning uh, last year and, and it's not just our sport too it's any any sport or any profession the more experience you get the more uh, uh comfortable and confident you feel in situations and uh that obviously comes with you know being a year older too and and going through a full season and um obviously just another year with the team too and um you know when you do get in those situations uh in the playoffs or you know they're up and downs right so um you know last year was a, a good learning lesson for me to to manage those and and uh um, make sure that you're playing consistent hockey, executing on a regular basis and at a high level. And uh, obviously learning that, you know, mistakes uh, uh, are amplified in, in the playoffs. And, um, you know, when you come into this playoff run and uh, you kind of go in and, and know uh, what to go into right away and, and uh, you know, how to play. And, um, and obviously, uh, like you said, they're, they're, uh, any experience you can get is, is huge. Take a couple more final questions for Zach Whitecloud and Nicholas Haig. Next, we'll go to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, hi for Nick. Uh, you guys gave up a goal late in the first period. You go in one-one to the second. Just kind of what was said, and why were you guys able to continue the dominance? Maybe that you guys have shown throughout the series in that period. Yeah, I mean, uh, we felt good about our first period. Uh, you know, we wanted to keep the pressure on, and you know, you got to kind of deal with those. You know. Uh, you know, there's probably a good chance they're going to score a goal. Uh, they're they're a good hockey team, but uh, like I said earlier, the, the mindset in our room isn't 
you know, to shut it down after that. We, uh, you know, we felt good about our period um, and we just wanted to keep pushing forward. And I think, you know, that's when one of the things that we're, that we do a great job of as a group is, uh, you know, it's it, like you said, there's going to be up and downs and uh, try to keep an even keel and, and keep pushing forward. I think that's what we did. Uh, that's what makes our team uh, so special, I think. That was Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud as they addressed the media after tonight's win. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. 6-2 to two in Game 7. So the Golden Knights played a team in the Minnesota Wild in the first round that during the regular season, eight contests, that team, Minnesota, had a winning record against Vegas. And a lot of the narratives, a lot of the talk going into this series is, well, how do the Golden Knights find a way to win a playoff series against a team that had their number in the regular season? Mind you, the only team that had their number in the regular season. And, you know, for me, the playoffs are different. For, for me, the playoffs are just a little different in terms of how you game plan, how you execute. And, you know, it also helps in a Game 7 to have a bench boss that's perfect. Pete DeBoer now moves to 6-0 and all-time in Game 7. And speaking of head coach Pete DeBoer, let's go downstairs and bring in Pete as he addresses the media after tonight's win. Sometimes just the presence of someone can kind of add a little juice, and obviously he goes in and scores what proves the game-winning goal, so that's good. But can you just talk about Max coming back and maybe any kind of lift just having him out there might have meant? Well, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, huge lift. Um, just just writing his name on the board uh, today in the lineup, uh, I think, gave our group a lift. Um, you know, there, there was a lot to unpack with this series and, and playing the first six games without him, our leading goal scorer, uh, you know, was, uh, was a hill that uh, our group had to climb. And uh, it, was, it was critical, you know, that we got him back tonight. It changed, I thought, everything. Uh, about our confidence, our confidence to score, uh, slotted our lines properly so we could get Tuck and Yanmark back together in the third line, which you saw, you know, some of the results of that. So, you know, it was it was critical, and he he worked really hard to get back. Um, you know, he uh, we were hoping to get him back earlier. So was he. He had some setbacks. kept kept working away at it, and you know, got back just in time. Next question for Pete tonight goes to Jesse Granger with the Athletic. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Pete. We talk a lot about the need to improve as the playoffs go on. I'm curious, as a coach, when you look back at this series, what do you think you learned about your team and what can you use moving forward from it? Well, I'm just, I'm just proud of the group. Uh, I think I told Ed, like, there was a lot to unpack this series between the, you know, the, the way uh, Minnesota had had, 
our team's number, you know, not just this year, but, you know, over the history of the, of the franchise, uh, their, their comfortability of, of playing in here and confidence, uh, you know, with that, that, uh, you know, not many teams have, you know, uh, the 11 false positive COVID tests that we had to deal with during the series and, and the one real positive COVID test, um, you know, the injuries to Max and, and you know, and, and, uh, and obviously uh, Naber being on the list. Um, you know, there, there was just a, a lot of stuff. And I, I thought uh, I was just really proud of how our group uh, blocked out the noise, didn't make any excuses, just kept uh, moving forward. And, you know, we knew it was going to be a really tough series. I guess that's what you get for for tying for the most points in the league is to to get an opponent like that. And and I and I I failed uh, like I wanted to right off the bat to acknowledge you know how hard Minnesota played and how well they played and uh, you know what a great opponent uh, they were because they they gave us everything we could handle. We'll go to Ben Goats from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, Ben. Hey Pete, you mentioned Matias Dianmark earlier. Um, just how much of a boost was it to have him in that entire third line going tonight? Yeah, like I said, I, you know, I, I think we we led, you know, or we tied for, or we're right there for the league lead in goals this year during the season. And then, you know, when you take Max Pacioretty out, and then you have to fill that hole, and then, you know, someone else has got to play in Tucky spot. Uh, you know, it affects your your scoring confidence of your group, and and then you're playing a, a real good defensive team and a hot goalie, and um, you know. So I think once we got healthy tonight and got everyone slotted properly, I, th- I think everyone played with more confidence. And Yanni, Yanni's one of those guys. He's worked hard since day one. We knew he was going to be a great addition. He, he brings a lot of intangibles. Um, I know that the lack of goal scoring was weighing on him, so. Couldn't have picked a better time. Next question tonight comes from Stormy Bontoni, Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, Stormy. Pete, when you talk about all of the things that went into you guys ultimately being able to close out this series to end it in a game that, at least on paper, looked to be the most efficient 60-minute effort you guys have put on, how much better does that make you moving ahead to the next round? <clears throat> well, I think it's going to make us better. Uh, you know, I, I, you, you hope that moments like that galvanize your group. I think uh, when we talk, talked this morning uh, in our team meeting, we, we talked about how, you know, we felt that uh, we were prepared for, for this tonight. The preparation was done. It was done during the condensed season and during the winning streaks and the losing streaks and the practices. And, um, you know, we, we were ready to go. And, uh you know, we, we had uh, all hands on deck uh, from a health perspective other than McNabb. And, uh, you know, we, we felt with that lineup that, uh, that we would be a real hard team to beat tonight. Next question tonight goes to Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Hey, Justin. Hi, Pete. Your first two goals, they answered uh, to tie it both times. But then going into the third, you were up 4-2. And then you held them, I think, to four shots in the third period. I was just curious your thoughts on how well the team kind of shut the door there in the third period. Yeah, you know they're 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 a really tough team to play against uh, because they're very opportunistic. I mean, you're sitting there, you know, halfway through that game, and you feel like you've you've worked hard and carried the play, which, you know, had happened to us 
on quite a few occasions during the the series, uh, particularly game five here when we you know outshot them twenty one one in the second period and 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 you know they get one look and it's in the net and uh, not on flower because he, he played solid all series and and great all series they they're just an opportunistic team and uh you know that was the story again tonight i really liked our game right from the drop of the puck but you know they, they were still hanging around halfway through it time for a few more tonight with pete DeBoer. next question goes to willie ramirez associated press hey willie Hey, Pete, you talked about how, yeah, Mark's uh, score and drought was sort of weighing on him. When you look at all four Golden Knights that scored tonight for you, they had gone at least a month without scoring. Max, of course, was injured, but Haig, White Cloud, I mean, I'm sure that's the offensive depth that you drew up for tonight. But uh, how important is it going into a series against the Avalanche that the guys that score, at least three of the four, guys that may not be you know, who you expected to score – uh, when you got the offensive weapons, you do, but now leave this series with a lot of confidence. Yeah, great point, and and I should have acknowledged Hag and White Cloud earlier. Um, you know, those two kids have done a phenomenal job for us all year. You know, and and I think the reason we score easier this year than we have the year before or the year previous uh, when I was here. You know, has been has been the addition of of the defensemen scoring back there and and their ability to get pucks to the net and transition pucks and those two kids particularly we we've asked them right from day one to to do those things and and they've both done it all year and came up huge tonight. Next question tonight goes to Danny Webster, NHL.com. Hey, Danny. Pete, I know you probably want to celebrate this one a little bit, but quick turnaround with a trip to Denver on Sunday. Just your early thoughts on what awaits you guys in the second round. Well, I, I think we know, and I'm sure I'm going to read from you guys all about uh, the, the hill we've got to climb here. So uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it tonight. I think uh, uh, we know what we're dealing with, and uh, we'll enjoy this tonight and start looking at that tomorrow. Final question tonight goes to Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hey, Brian. Hey, Pete. Uh, again, looking forward to the Avalanche. The the you, know, you get Patcheretti back. The hopes McNabb comes back. Possibly Krebs. You're starting to you know get your pieces in place. You survived the first round, and you had adversity from an injury perspective. Uh, the possibilities of getting healthy as you move forward. Yeah, it's not it's not too often you're healthier going into the second round than you were entering the first, but uh, you know that was probably the case. So, um, I, I love our group. I, I'm I'm proud of how we uh, handled the first round, and obviously, uh, you know, we're excited about uh, getting to work here and and seeing how we stack up against Colorado. Thanks, Pete. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media in tonight's post-game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance post-game show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back. 
to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 6-2 in Game 7, Round 1, Stanley Cup playoffs. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows, and it's Matthias Janmark getting the Golden Knights on the board. And you got to give it to the Minnesota Wild because they were absolutely, not just in this game, but the entire series, incredibly resilient. They were able to answer back. The Golden Knights get contributions from unsung heroes all night long. Nick Haig, his first goal of the series. Zach Whitecloud, his first goal of the series. Max Pacioretty in a gutsy performance, his first goal of the series. But it's Matthias Janmark with his first career NHL hat trick in Game 7. That's what this game represents. It's an opportunity to become a hero, to play that role. And tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights, it was Matthias Janmark. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage Just, continues uh, text next me the, with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, game seven. And the Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 6-2. to two. Vegas wins this series, something I've been told multiple times throughout this season and also multiple times after game one wouldn't happen. Not going to take a victory lap on that, though I will say this. At no point in time during this series did I think the Golden Knights weren't, weren't going to find a way here. For the Golden Knights, right, this is a team. This is a team that has expectations of winning a Stanley Cup. This is a team that coming into this series knew exactly what they needed to do in order to get to the second round. And it wasn't, it wasn't exactly how you draw it up, and the other team has a lot to do with that. Let me tell you right now, the Minnesota Wild, they're a damn good hockey team. And they're going to be a good hockey team for a long, long time. But the Golden Knights, under the weight of expectations, found a way to get it done and set up what I think... Everyone in the hockey world has been waiting for not just this season, but the last two years, Vegas, Colorado, in the playoffs. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's your time. We want to hear from you tonight. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Well, well, well. Uh, you're not a betting man, but what do you think a ticket, a sports ticket on Yanmark to score a hat trick would have paid tonight? Well, listen, Mike, if you, if you listened to the Insider Show yesterday, you would have heard that, uh, that I called Matthias Janmark as my unsung hero in this game. Darren Millard oh, said, go off. I listened, off. and you guys opened the lines very nicely. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Yep, yep. Darren told me to go off the boards, right, to, to and, go off the rails. You, you did. And I went with Matthias Janmark. The other two names that I mentioned 
Nick Hague, and Zach Whitecloud. So I don't know. Maybe I should be a betting man. What do you think? I absolutely you should. <laughs> Every time we talk about this, you have hit it almost exactly on the mark. So way to go again. I I don't know what it all means except to say when you say next man up, they redefined the slogan today, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I look at this game, and for me, it was the Golden Knights playing to their identity. This is a team that when they forecheck well and they forecheck hard and they bring that pressure, they can create a lot of turnovers. They can create a lot of mistakes, and and that's what they did in the first period. That's what they did in the second period. At times, they got away from it, but that's because of Minnesota. And then, you know, you see it on Matthias Janmark's second goal of the game. Nick Watt in on the forecheck, creates a turnover, feeds Janmark, and, and it's a goal. So for me... The Golden Knights, the blueprint for how they need to play is right there in front of them. Copy what you did tonight, and you'll be okay. Yeah, and one more thing, going since you won't be on again with an afternoon show until after Game 1, who will start in goal for Game 1, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I look at uh, I look at Game One as really no different. I, I think Mark Andre Fleury gets the nod on Sunday uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, and you continue to go with Mark Andre Fleury until there's a reason to move off of that. All right, Mike, thank you for the call as always. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? Stephanie, are you there? Yes, sorry. I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fantastic. <laughs> I'm fantastic. I've had not one but two adult beverages, so I'm feeling pretty amazing. Hey, now. <laughs> um, it just, I, you know, there were so many great things about this game, but my absolute favorite part was Robin Leonard throwing his hat for Yanmark. <laughs> Like, that just made my heart happy and made me smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of like one of those defining moments, right? Like, if you ever wondered what this team is like in the room and, and where that camaraderie is, I think it was all answered with Robin Leonard throwing his hat on the ice for that hat trick on Matias Janmark's goal. And it, and it wasn't even like he just kind of, you know, tossed it there. Like, he chucked it onto the ice. So it just, <laughs> that made me smile. I had to retweet it twice. How are you, uh, feel, how are you feeling about Vegas, Colorado? I'm feeling great. You know what? I, we, we're a great team, and they have good teams, and I want to see it. I want to see a great series. I want to see a hard-fought series, and I think that having to fight for this series is a good thing. I think that they're going to go in prepared knowing that they're considered underdogs against Colorado and that we're going to do great. Yeah. You know what, Stephanie? That's a great point, and thank you for the call. It's Interesting to me that the Golden Knights, the second best team in the league statistically, even though they tied with Colorado for 82, with 82 points and have 40 wins, one more actual win than the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I think it's funny that they're going to go into a series again as the perceived underdogs. But you know what? I think that role suits the Golden Knights. And if they come out of that series... I really like their chances beyond just the second round. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Billy. Billy, how you doing? I'm doing great. This has been the most exciting series. I, I've been in Vegas for 35 plus years. I'm going to relate this back to the UNLV days, mm-hmm. our basketball team that was dominant. This team has done more than I can even imagine. And the biggest thing about this, nobody really talks about it. These two teams, Colorado and us, there's 35 different stats 
not sure if you agree with that. No, you know what? I, I do. I mean, I look at these two teams, Vegas and Colorado. I think they, they're they very easily um, two of the best teams in the league, probably two of the three best teams in the league. I, I don't think you can argue with Tampa Bay and, and really what their pedigree is. But, you know, we're going to get a series in Vegas and Colorado between two elite teams. It's coming in the second round. And maybe you, you, you think that's kind of unfortunate, but at least we got here. At least we're going to get to Vegas and Colorado. I, I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Billy, thank you for the call. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm super stoked about the win. Uh, I had a couple uh, questions I wanted to ask you um, about tonight's game. Okay. Um, one thing I noticed when when I saw patches uh, back on the ice, mm-hmm. it just seemed like this team tonight was playing with a, a different air, a different set of confidence just with him back on the ice that mm-hmm. they hadn't been playing with um, all series. And it reminded me, I know it's a different year, different team, but it reminded me of what this team used to play like uh, when they had Flower in that compared to Subban. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then um, my second question is the Yanmark. um, This is the first time I can remember a trade deadline player having an immediate effect in that season. Yes, they got Stone at the deadline, but, you know, I thought it took him a while to kind of make that effect, and I don't think he did it in the postseason that year. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on that, too. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for the call, Joe. Um, as far as Max Pacioretty being in the lineup, I think that that was an immediate boost for everybody. And Pete DeBoer talked about it in his postgame media availability. Uh, he was uh, just very excited, and, and everybody was, to have Max Pacioretty back on the lineup. There's something about Pacioretty, Stevenson, and Stone that just clicks. These three guys know how to play with one another, and it pushes Alex Tuck down the lineup on your third line to give you what you expected when you went out and made the trade for Matthias Janmark, which was a third line of Janmark, Nick Waugh, Tomas Nosek, and Alex Tuck. So I think it kind of puts everybody in the right place, and that leads to a deeper team all the way around. Yeah, you're right about that, as I can jump in here. Yes. If, uh, thank you for uh, for allowing me that uh, that room <laughs> as I barge into the, your post-game show. You're welcome, uh, buddy. Uh, the idea uh, of Pacioretty and making everybody feel better, I think is the word is comfortable. That, that's what they are. They're, they were all comfortable with, mm-hmm. each, with each other. The first three shifts yep. for that number one line, they had chances, yeah. And Chandler Stevenson looked like he was more comfortable, and you're playing with your familiar winger, and uh, that was that was a huge role, and it creates different matchups down the line. You can go through through that kind of thing, but uh, uh, I just thought that they they were uh, where they they should be together, and they had their buddy back. Yeah, and then in, in terms of the second part of that question, Mark Stone is is to me the most impactful trade yeah. deadline acquisition in Golden Knights history. We are going to take a break. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side, it's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. In the postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, the first game seven in Las Vegas history, and the Golden Knights win it 6-2. to two. They beat the Minnesota Wild. Take this first-round matchup four games to three and face the Colorado Avalanche on Sunday. Puck drop at 5 p.m. pregame show at 4 p.m. And we will be there with you every step of the way. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in D-Norm. D-Norm, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, but This is amazing. This is pretty epic. I want to share about the defense. Go for it. So we have an assistant, and he is being backed up. DeNorm, you keep cutting out a little bit. Start again. Uh, he's gone. All right, I think DeNorm is, do- is gone. DeNorm, if you are hearing us, give us a call back. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Robert. Robert, how you doing? Hey, Robert, Hello. are you there? Yep, yep. How you doing, Hello. buddy? Hey, man, I just got to say, woo! Let's <laughs> go, boys. I know we did not want it to take seven games, but we got it done. But my reservation comes, are the, are the wild well-rested and we're burnt out, or are we on fire and are they stale? Uh, I don't think that uh, that fatigue will be a factor on Sunday because uh, of the quick turnaround. Uh, I think they'll be fine. And here's the bonus. They get two days off between games one and two, uh, and that will and should allow for uh, some rest uh, to take place. So uh, this is a, a case where I, I don't think it's going to be a massive factor. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I think this might actually be in the Golden yeah. Knights' favor because they, they played a heck of a game tonight. You get that confidence. You get, you get that momentum going for you in to game number one where the Colorado Avalanche, though they're rested, are are coming off of a bit of a, a delay in game action. I think that this is an opportunity for the Golden Knights to catch them a little bit rusty. Now we're really interested in that Gary Bettman decision about the appeal of, of Nazem Kadri. Well, listen, it's not like it's going to go down to two games, no. so I think we'll be okay for game number one. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I'm pumped after that win. Um, I agree with you. I think the momentum going into Colorado is definitely in our favor. I'm um, hoping that we can just, you know, come back home uh, with the series tied at one. Uh, that 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 would be that would be good in my book. Uh, and then come back home to the fortress and, and take those two games. But I, I really think the, the we played four lines today and like a complete game. You know, the, the first line obviously having Patch Ready back is great. Um, the second line is, you know, obviously the, the misfit line has always been good. But having Revo back, you know, really quiets Dumba. I feel like Dumba is a different player when Revo's on the ice. You know, he's not chirping as much, and he's not, uh, you know, thinking that he's the enforcer. I think he knows that Revo's going to put him in his place. So I, I think, think having Patches is back, but having Revo back at the same time is just as important. I thought he was a huge presence tonight. I agree. You know, I, I thought fourth line was really good. Almost every single one of their shifts were in the offensive zone. You're able to get in. You're able to bang bodies. You're able to play with that possession style. I, I thought the Golden Knights, top to bottom, 
every single line was going, every defense pair was going for the Golden Knights tonight. And Marcheseau led the team in hits. Oh, he was in a 100-hit <laughs> game. He led the Golden Knights in hits. For me, Jonathan Marcheseau was absolutely fantastic in terms of laying the body, and and I think that you get those types of performances from him every now and again, and when they come out, you know that there's, that there's something special mm-hmm. about his night. We're going to take another break. We'll be back on the other side. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. We've got callers holding. Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 6-2, take game seven, and the win in the series head to Colorado to face the Avalanche in the second round. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in everyone's favorite caller. It's Rita. Rita, I bet you're fired up right now. Oh, I'm just a real happy camper, <laughs> really. But I do have a couple of questions for you guys. Okay. Uh, the first one is, and you kind of touched a little bit on it, but we had a tough go. We had to fight to win this series. Mm-hmm. Avalanche just sort of sailed in and wiped out St. Louis. Is it not an advantage that we had to work harder and maybe they might be feeling a little too good about themselves? I think the way Vegas played tonight and getting Pacioretty back and that confidence is is big. Uh, momentum, uh, Ed Graney and I disagree on this. I think it does exist. Uh, but the, just feeling good about yourself. And you had four players tonight score their first goal of the series. Carry that over. Yeah, for me, it's all about uh, how you finish this series, and it's also about the journey. It's about that, that, that journey that the Golden Knights are on right now, and I think that you can really build and, and grow from facing some adversity and, and facing an opponent like the Minnesota Wild that pushed back for the Golden Knights. I think a hard-fought first round is something that can propel them forward, knowing that the road ahead against the Colorado Avalanche is going to be a bit difficult. Thanks for the call, Rita. I love Rita. She's the best. Yeah. I, I, if I wasn't married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with Rita you. Rita and I are soulmates. Are you? Yep. Like, for real? For real. What's her favorite color? Blue. Oh, okay. You know that for a fact. Yes. Eh? You guys talked about it? We've, we've had conversations. Okay, fantastic. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Sal, how you doing? Hey, doing great. I, I remember calling you like two months ago saying we got to fast forward to Colorado versus Vegas, and I'm <laughs> glad we got it. The roadmap getting here was definitely not what I thought it would be, uh, but I'm glad the teams are healthy, and I think this is going to be an all-out war in this round, and I think the winner of this series is going to win the Cup. Even though it's only the halfway point, I really think these are the two most complete teams top to bottom. Um, one thing that really intrigues me about this series is you got Vegas, you got two absolute competitors, guys like Marcheseau and Flurry that hate to lose. You see their emotions on their sleeve every game. And then you got on the other side, a guy like McKinnon, Landis got Rantanen, that, that trio has been there. They've had losses that they regret um, last year against Dallas, two years ago to the Sharks. I think you got two teams that are, sick and tired of getting so close and not and not making that leap and uh, i i think this is going to be the maybe one of the best playoff series you're going to see in the national hockey league what do you think i i throw stone in that mix too 
Stone, yeah. His celebrations, yeah. you can yeah. see how much he cares for exactly. sure. Someone that's been there from day one that's had, you know, the absolute highs and, and just getting so close because March so was on that Stanley Cup team, obviously. Stone joined a year later, but still just really looking forward to two absolute talented teams, loaded teams, and uh, not having Kadri for a couple games is definitely a physicality advantage for Vegas, I think. He's a Tom Wilson of the Western Conference, and not having to have look over his, your shoulder to see him coming at you is kind of a good thing for Vegas. I've never heard that reference before. Well done. Uh, good call. Uh, Tom Wilson of the Western Conference. Uh, outstanding, and I'm going to steal that. You know, uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Sal. That's uh, that's probably the one-liner of the night right there. Nazem Kadri, the Tom Wilson of the Western Conference. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Al. Al, how you doing? Hey guys, doing? Um, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm the guy that calls in with the uh, tennis kind of analogies because I'm more of a tennis player. And uh, what I saw here today was that the Knights had the other opponent, the opponents, on their heels. You know, they were moving a lot. They were moving in Game Five and Game Six, but they couldn't put the guys on their heels on their defense. And so here they had an extra half a step. Um, I probably. I'm sure Pac Riati make a bit made a big difference in having um uh what's his name? Uh, number seventy five, uh, what's the guy's name again? Reeves. Ryan Reeves. Yeah, Ryan Reeves having Ryan Reeves in there holding that you know, holding the strength uh, close to the net, opening positions there and um uh, and so I think the key is to put the other to use the speed and the skill that the Knights have to put the opponent on their heels so they can get their sh- their passing shots in there to get a step on them. And that's what I saw tonight was the difference between Game 5 and uh, Game 6 and Game 7. So here they really put them on their heels. Uh, they were on the defense. Those guys those guys were just hanging in there. You know, they were hanging in there. They were a little, you know, they were just kind of hanging in there, even in the in the first two points. You know, they were pretty even, and then they, and then the Knights really got them on their heels. And that's kind of uh, what I see. I'll follow up your tennis analogy. Thanks for the call with uh, with one of my own. Uh, the middle period has been so effective for the Golden Knights. The mm-hmm. second serve for the Golden Knights in that second period was dominant. Well, look at you. Uh, for me tonight, it was their forecheck, their ability to get in and pressure the Minnesota Wild, force them into some errors, and then capitalizing on those chances. Yeah. That's really where the Golden Knights uh, took advantage and, and took control of this game. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Lou. Lou, how you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, I've got just a few things for you. Okay. Number one, I hate being behind Rita because I know that she's always going to kill it. <laughs> um, number two, you know, anybody to question, I, I've, I've listened to the media question, you know, how together this team is, the goalie controversy, all that. And all you had to do tonight was see Florian Leonard embracing, not only Leonard throwing his hat on the ice, and, you know, post-game, you know, on the ice, seeing how together those guys are. If you think for one minute that there's any divisions or anything else or any question about, you know, who should start, who shouldn't start, it all went out the window tonight when that game was over. Um, Ryan, you mentioned, you know, Tuck kind of getting kicked down to the third line where, where he's been most of the time. And I think one of the big advantages this team has going forward is the speed they have in the bottom six. When you look at, you know, guys like like uh, Tuck, Carrier, um, Waugh, Mm-hmm. I mean, the the bottom six can make a big, big difference moving forward in uh, in these playoffs. And 
One last thing. You can give me a team with four or five Patrick Browns on it, and I'll take them. Buddy, and you don't know half of it, what a cool dude he is and what a great leader he is. <laughs> I talked to Derek Englund, who coached the first ever Henderson Silver Knights exhibition game, yeah. and, uh, and, and uh, Patrick Brown was the assistant coach on those uh, one night, and he was given orders. Uh, Englund said he has no doubt that Patrick Brown will be a coach when he retires. Yeah, I, I think that he's just such a smart player, yeah. and, and everything that you have wanted him to do since coming into the lineup for the Golden Knights, he's done. He's done it in spades. He's been fantastic on that fourth line, centering the meat grinders, and you know what? It's nice to see him get rewarded with more games here in this playoff I thought he was going to score in the first period. He yeah. just missed one. Well, he was certainly agitating a little yeah. bit. I'm not really sure exactly what he did that agitated the Wild so much, but you you got to love that. So, Wrapping it up next, extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace with you. Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 6-2. to take game seven and now have a date with the Colorado Avalanche Darren Millard your final thoughts uh, follow the Golden Knights Twitter account if you don't <laughs> just just for that Robin Leonard uh, tossing the hat on the ice yeah uh, another example uh, where we have to caution people it, it's not like this everywhere where where the first game seven at home uh, they win in convincing fashion, and you get a celebration, and you and you move on. Like it just continues the beautiful ride that is the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, now round two. It's it's like the old Smythe Division days when it was Edmonton, Winnipeg, and mm-hmm. Calgary all together, and that second or just getting out of the Smythe Division was so tough. That's what this is, and it's going to be a real battle. But I can't wait. It's one that we've anticipated, that we've wished for, and we're going to get it. You're not going to give me props, though. For my my amazing call yesterday on the Insider Show. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah. you did. You did say yeah. Yanmark. Yep, I that did. was. Uh, I, I don't know. That's the <laughs> that's the eighth hat trick in Game Seven history. Yeah, just the eighth hat trick in Game Seven history. And uh, his teammate Joel Kivianta Kivianta uh, last year did it in the bubble. <laughs> like it's happened twice in the last two years. But uh, that is. Scored 10 goals with Chicago before mm-hmm. he was acquired. Yep. Uh, so uh, that trade deadline acquisition didn't do much until the most important game of the year in Game 7. And you know what? That's when you want it to pay dividends. That's when you want it to come through. That's when you want to have your hero moment. And for Matthias Janmark, he certainly had it in this game. Game 7s are hero makers. Yep, 100%. That's going to do it for us here on the extended post-game show once again. Oh, by the way, good job on the Janmark uh, uh stuff good job I, like i hit on white cloud and Hague too but you know no you only get one one spin per quarter i i called three <laughs> i called all three of them come on give me give me my credit here okay listen extended post game show that's going to do it for us the golden knights the colorado avalanche game one will be sunday 5 p.m thanks to bobby machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air thanks to darren millard for joining me here on the extended post game show thanks to all of you our callers it is a fantastic night in golden knights hockey history and we're just getting started in this playoff run we will be back with you on sunday have a great night everybody we'll talk to you then on fox sports las vegas 
Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.